Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning. It's Monday, October 24th. I've been on YouTube, by the way, 22 minutes. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're just starting to watch it and you look at a time frame, say, you know, I tell you that I'm going over a chart um, uh, and it's 20, just add 22 minutes to the time that you're seeing on the, the, the time. So whatever. Um, I was just going over on YouTube, the stats about how so many people listen to me. So many people are finding me on Apple podcasts now, 24%. Uh, the majority of people do listen on Spotify. I don't know what the other platforms that you guys listen in. Hit me up on the socials. Let me know what platform you guys uh, listen on. Uh, and if you do listen on a platform, just leave a review. I know you love me. I know you absolutely love this podcast. So just hit the five star. If it's anything less than a five star, F you. Don't listen. <laughs> but hit the five star. Um and and just leave a review. Uh, I did look at Apple Podcasts, and part of the reason I was looking at that is because early on, before I had the socials, um, people were leaving me rev- uh, questions about certain stocks under the reviews. Uh, it's good to know that people have found me on the reviews, uh, not found me on the review section, and left um, some reviews where they wanted me to look up stuff. Uh, but I do think that some of you may not be reviewing it, so uh, review the podcast. So. Here's where we're at. At lunchtime on Friday, the Wall Street Journal uh, posted an article that the Fed may ease uh, coming up. And they definitely are doing at least a 75-point rate increase next week. Uh, I think it's November 2nd. Uh, It is right before the elections. A guy like Powell, do not expect any political statement. Do not expect uh, hawkish, like extreme hawkishness. Do not expect anything um, that will trigger the market downturn or upturn. Just expect them facts. The market will read into it. The market will overanalyze it. And the market will say, hey, this is what we think. But don't expect them to do anything. I mean, he really, really will, t- will take it easy. Uh, you can see today bond rates are uh, easing. And what I want to do is on YouTube, I want to go to the Safari view because I want to go to my Twitter and show you uh, last night, Michael Burry uh, posted a warning. Uh, And let me make sure it's still there. Um, Yeah. Michael Burry, of course, uh, when you see this tweet was deleted by the tweet author, Michael Burry deleted it. Uh, He deletes all of his tweets, but it was a dangerous. Um, uh, warning, and you can see right above it, Concata, uh, which is the tweet. Bond markets are growing increasingly unstable, and many have warned of a sovereign debt crisis unfolding, but monetary leaders now possess numerous tools to prevent a disaster. The great sovereign debt inter- intervention is upon us. Um, Burry said, hey, this is dangerous. Probably is. I mean, honestly, it probably is. 
but bond rates are down today. That's why you're seeing the market up and the futures are up. So we'll continue to see that. But it was important to know that uh, Friday was uh, uh, a big one in, in that the lunchtime Wall Street Journal reported that. Also on Friday, Daly said that they may pause in December. That's where you're seeing the real run up in the market. Um, so, uh, uh, do, 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 boil down. China stocks are tanking. China's just a mess. Do not get into China. I own Baba and I will tell you, I am down significantly. Baba's down 10%. I think in the scan, most of the scans that I looked at, most China stocks are down 10, 15%. And when I say they're down, here's the, here's the thing. So think of it this way. However far you go down, you have double to make it up on the upside. So for instance, say you buy a stock at $1,000 uh, and it goes down to $500. That's a 50% decline. But to get back to $1,000, it's a 100% gain. Think of it that way. Uh, when people ask me, hey, should I get out of this stock? Uh, and several people over the weekend told me, hey, should I get out of boil? Boil was a big one. Hey, should I get out of boil? Um, you know, it's tanking. I know you said that there's, get, the, there's a gap up here, and there's absolutely a gap. Well, there's gaps down. There's gaps, all kinds of upwards on this one, but it's falling down. When we look at the uh, boil, uh, we look at the weekly. What was it trading for prior to January 2020 uh, during COVID? Um, let's see. It really didn't have that big of a COVID kind of reaction in 2020. Uh, Boyle wasn't traded huge. It really just started January 2021, where you really saw the run-up all the way up into October, and then you saw the run-up this year into this. Now, $30, uh, it, it was trading at 60 in February of 2020. So it, it's not unheard of for stocks like this. You can constantly see this just going down. This is a decaying value stock. So the, the algorithm loses you 25%. Uh, buying and holding loses you 18% over 1,000. This isn't one that you buy and hold, and it's going to make you a ton of money. My uh, guidance to everybody who says, hey, should I get out of boil? Well, what did you say to yourself when you got into this? Remember, 99.9% .9 of trading is mental. And if you told yourself, you know what, I'm going to buy in like Gary said when the uh, MACD crosses up and I'm going to buy in at this $53. Well, you either take your profit because you got 5 or 10% or whatever your profit was. Or you say to yourself, you know what, 10% loss is down by say $5. So if I bought in at $53, I'm going to sell when it hits 48 and, and, and you'd be okay. If you told yourself, you know what, I'm just going to buy and hope that it goes up 10% or 15% uh, and not have a downside um, uh, a level where I'm going to sell, then you might still be in it when you bought at 53 and you're down at 33. Do I think it's going to come back? I think so. Do I know? Hell no, I don't know. From a chart perspective, there's no way I'm getting into this. Uh, if you're down 53, if you bought at 53 and you're down at 33, you're down you know, 50%. At this point, ride it. Are you going to lose the other 50%? Perhaps. It might go down to 23. It might go down to 15. And then they'll do a reverse stock split. And so you're even lost even more. This, this is how I lost <laughs> uh, six figures in UCO. 
Um, so I don't know where this stock is going, but I will tell you it is completely oversold right now. The RSI is at 21. The MACD, the problem is during this entire slide, the MACD has kind of stayed exactly the same. It just hasn't moved. Uh, I'm showing the chart now on YouTube. Um, you can see when it's, it's flattened out, it just hasn't moved. When I expand it up, you can see that cross up at 53 right there. And you can see this cross down when it got you out with a 21% loss on October 18th. But right now, it doesn't look like the, the MACD's crossing up. Doesn't look like it's moving whatsoever. So would I get out of this one? 100%. Even though it's, you know, it, it, but don't, the other thing, don't listen to a freaking moron on the internet like me. <laughs> I'll lose you money. As much as I'll make you money, uh, of like DRV. DRV, we talked about this one. This is a triple levered uh, ETF of the short of the real estate market. Uh, the algorithm got you in at 47. I have several people who I told get out at 68. They got out at 68. It's now at 72. This one traded all the way up to 84 on October 13th. Uh, it faked me out. You know, I looked for that button hook. Uh, I didn't get back in because I didn't see this one climbing from 64 to 84. But right now you still have some confirmation here. Um, you still have that it's right around the nine day. Confirmation is really above the, the nine day, but it's right above there. Let's look at how we're looking at, at DRV on a shorter time frame. We're going to go down to over to Active Trader Pro and we're going to look at a two day. And you can see clearly this one is in a downtrend on a two day. So if I'm trading this short term and I'm saying, hey, I want to get into this one, I'm not looking to get into this on a, on a short, you know, short term basis. Now, long term basis, it's a little oversold, overbought. I just don't think that there's any reason to get in here. Uh, but you want some good, you get some good, you get some bad. Uh, some uh, top movers uh, on Friday. Freeport McNamara. We talked about this one. This is a materials company. This was a crazy, crazy move on Friday. Uh, in the morning on October 21st, it had a, a cross up here at 29.14. This was not on my list. I, I don't think I, did I, let me see if Friday. Um, I don't, I didn't talk about it on Friday. It was not on my list. This is a long-term one, uh, but you can see 29.14 right here. It is so overbought right now, but it moved from 29.14. It's at 32. This one traded all the way up to uh, 32.13 uh, on Friday. 32.13 from 29. You had 10% in one day. Crazy good stock. I think it's going to open up. Let's see. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm not even showing that one. I'm looking at this one. So there's your, uh, your safari view. Uh, these candles right here. It's crazy, but look at how far that MACD has moved when I expand that up. See that move up there? It, it just in one day. And you can see the RSI just taking off. It's at 68 right now. Uh, let's move back to Active Trader Pro. And at some point, I'm going to get better at this, by the way. Uh, it's just, I'm not that great. But FCX, uh, if we look at the Active Trader Pro, it's trading at about 31.40 in pre market. We're about to open up. Uh, the candle's probably going to expand. You can see that candle kind of expanding. There's a one minute chart. Um, those Bollinger Bands are just super, super wide right now. Uh, but it's trading trading down to 30. So it's on the downward 
you know, I see a lot of red on this screen right now. AMD is up. AMD's at 26. Is AMD really at 26? Hold on. I got to check that. No. No. See these, these, I got to restart Active Trader Pro. Let's see where AMD is. Uh, I think it's like 36. I was going to say AMD, not 58. But see those Bollinger Bands? You've got no confirmation here. Um, it looks like the NASDAQ is opening slightly down. Dow Jones is slightly up. The VIX is up at 31. Check you, Vixie, uh, as long as we're looking live. Uh, but Freeport McNamara, it had that crazy, crazy run on Friday. It was a final trade of one of the traders on Friday afternoon. Uh, Uvixi is up at 11, 11.90 right now. Uh, it opened up at 11.80. It closed at 12.07, so it's slightly down. Um, even though the VIX is up. See, the VIX is up at 2%. Ugh, I don't know. But we, we went over that. It doesn't always look uh, wacky. But uh, FCX was a final trade. And FCX looks, you know, okay. It's trading around $30.91. You've got confirmation, but that RSI is just too high for me. Uh, UNH was another final trade. Uh, it, I don't think this one crossed up. It had a double cross up at some point, but you've got confirmation all the way up here, up 540. I mean, this one, again, uh, October 14th, right after earnings, 516. I said, if you can get this one under 500, and here on October 13th, it dipped under 500. It was 493. You're at $540 now, and it's not crazy. Uh, if we go over here and we type in UNH and we look at the PE, it's at 26. This is the same at Apple. It's up year-to-date 6%, 20% for one-year term. It's got a 1.24% dividend. Uh, it is 3% off its 52-week high. It is 22% above its 52-week low. You can see these double tops here. We talked about this one. At about 545, um, which is where it's trading right now, it's going to use that probably, I would say this 545 to 550 as probably resistance. Uh, so you can take a look at that one. But I'd still say around 500, get into that one. American Express was beat up after their earnings. This is a final trade by, I think it was Karen Finnerman, who I really, really like. I think she's incredibly smart. You can see this one was beaten up. On October 21st, uh, and right after earnings, it went all the way down to 132. It's trading at 141 right now. Doesn't have a MACD cross up right now. If I expand this, see how it kind of just bounced off it? Uh, the, tr the entry was 140.90. In my mind, I think that's a decent trade. I don't think you, this is one of those stocks where you won't get burned. You absolutely will not get burned. You just buy and you hold it. You can you can just buy and hold it, um, yeah. I mean, I, I make American Express not not a horrible one. By the way, I'm seeing oh, in the upper right. I don't know. You guys can't see the the percentage down, but wow, I'm way down on uh, pretty much everything. Pan W is down two percent. Uh, QCLN, which was up, Shopify is down two percent. Squares down two percent. Tesla is down four percent. Tesla's uh, we're going to talk about Tesla now. Um, look at Tesla. So remember I told you, hey, I think it's going to fill this gap. And it was all the way pre-COVID. Uh, here's what you have to know about Tesla. 
there are two things. They lowered the sale price of the Model Y and the Model 3 in China. Uh, it was maybe about demand, but remember too, um, they lowered the price. They wanted to get some things up, but Elon is also out of his blackout window. So today, very likely he may be selling. Uh, and when we look at, I'm going to go to a weekly because when you look at the weekly, you can clearly see, uh, see how it's still in an upward trend. But that 200 days right around 150. If we go to a daily, um, and I think the the is the gap back here, or is it just too far back um, for a daily? There we are. See that gap right here around 140. <clears throat> I think if you dip below 200 today, and you're very likely to dip below 200, but this gap right here uh, is in play. Because look at that daily from a, a near-term perspective. Those Bollinger Bands are huge. The RSI is at 31. Looks like it's, it's, it's not quite crossing up, that MACD. It may be crossing up. But when we look at the algorithm, remember the algorithm now is actually making you money on Tesla. For a long time, it didn't make you money on Tesla. But it's, uh, the algorithm makes you 56%. Versus uh, buying and holding makes you 54%. So you did have that, that buy-in here at 219. I said be careful about that one. I wasn't sure about it. Um, it did cross up, but I had posted a lot of things about that gap at 130 to 140. Plus the selling pressure that Elon might feel if he has to fund Twitter. So I, I do think that this one is in danger of going below 200. When it goes below 200... I'd add to your lot. I wouldn't be concerned about that 140 price. I absolutely would not be concerned about that whatsoever. Um, I think Elon is going to sell, could hit 150. Remember what I say, if you're going to buy 1,000 shares, when it dips under 200, you know, just buy 100 of them, buy 10%. Um, wait for a MACD cross and then add 50% when, you add, when it gets to the MACD cross. But this one is super, super expensive, and you have to be careful about it because here, we'll go to the PE. The PE is 66. The forward PE is 36. Year to date, this is only down 39%. So with something that big of a PE, uh, you've got an issue. Now, they announced earnings. There wasn't anything crazy about earnings. When you go down here, October 20th, they all reiterated their price targets. Um, anywhere between 230 and 300 I think there's there's a couple in here. Yeah, 340, 330, um, 355. So these guys have price targets based on performance. Um, there's, yeah, yeah, you've got some issues here. Definitely have some issues. Um, but that's a, that's a one to watch. Uh, Caterpillar had a crazy, crazy good day on Friday. Um, look at this move. Uh, this stock. And I wanted to bring this up because this is a this is a Dow stock. 165 was the buy in September 30th. They had their uh, their dividend X date uh, on October 21st on Friday. You've got earnings coming up October 26th. Here's what you have to know: uh, they might have some exposure to currency. So I don't know that I'd necessarily trust this one right now. That RSI is at 67. I wouldn't buy into this right before earnings. 
but you've moved from 165 all the way up to 191. Uh, so you've gotten your 10% on this particular one. It's just been a crazy good move. You still have absolute confirmation in this one. Uh, and it's possible that it's just been beaten down too much. Let's look at Caterpillar right now. Uh, it is 18% above its 52-week low. It's 20% below its 52-week high. It's 52-week high is 237. The PE is only 15, but you have a 2.52% dividend. Year to date, you're down 7%. The uh, SPY, let's take a look at SPY. SPY is down 21%. So Caterpillar is outpacing the the S&P. It's a great stock, and it had a crazy good buy. Uh, Taiwan Semiconductor. uh, No, I'm sorry. Tractor Supply is TSOCO is the one. It had a great move on Friday. You had a buy-in here. I brought this one up. Tractor supply right before earnings. It crossed up at 191. It had great earnings. It got you out right after earnings with a slight loss. Um, but you, know, you can't get out on that one. You had the button hook. Eh. It's now got to move up. It's trading at 203. So 191 um, to 203. Not a huge move, but it's, it's decent. Uh, XOM hit a 52-week high on Friday. Uh, my apologies to whoever I told to get the F out of XOM. I think it was maybe been Cameron on YouTube. Uh, but when you get close to that that two that fifty two week high, you don't want to stay in. It's up one percent. It's at one oh seven. This is the fifty two week high right before earnings. They are going to have to uh, display an enormous positive uh, momentum um, for the earnings to not take this this company down. The RSI right now is at seventy one. There's no way I'm buying into this one. Uh, If you're in it at 88, kudos. You have gotten a crazy good return on this one. Uh, I talked about, I was on um, YouTube earlier uh, talking about the spider sectors. And if you just want to Google it, just just, uh, type in spider sectors. And you'll see um, there's a webpage, uh, sectorspdr.com. And you can look at the sectors. Uh, there's XL, XLC for communication, XLY. I'm going to be putting in a uh, special scanner so that I can look at these. Because essentially when you look at these and you look at their performance, um, let's go here, and you can look at year to date. And I'm showing this on my screen. Year to date, energy is the only sector that's up. The only sector that's up. And it's up 56%. So when I'm talking about trading a trend, we even go back to one month and you've got XLE up 15%. The next closest is healthcare at 3%. You've got utilities losing 13%, real estate losing 9%, uh, consumer discretionary losing 7%. If you want to invest in a stock, one of the good ways of doing this is to take a look at the stock and to uh, look at how not only how the stock's doing, but how's the sector doing? Is the stock beating the sector? Is the stock leading the sector? Uh, like for instance, Diamondback to Energy. Uh, we talk about Diamondback all the time. It's up eighteen percent in that one month. Well, it's beating the energy sector at fourteen percent. Talked about Exxon Mobil, sixteen percent up. It's beating the fourteen percent XLE. Um, look at all of the, the top stocks in, in Biogen is up 34%. Well, that's in uh, XLV, which is healthcare. That's only up 3%. Schlumberger, 
up 34% in one month. We brought that one up a while ago. Halliburton up 25%. Phillips 66, Nucor. Uh, Netflix up 22%. Thank you to the supporter that tipped me, by the way, on the Netflix tip. Uh, I, I really love when you guys tell me that you made. Twitter's up 20%. Um, you know, that's an XLC, Consumer uh, Communication Services. That's down 0.22% in one month. So take it when you get a stock, take a look. Is it beating the sector? I'm going to be looking at sectors to see which ones are hot, which ones are crossing up. Um, if there's a cross up on one, um, you know, the X, XLRE, which is real estate, is down 10%. So we've, we've had DRV on that one. Uh, but I like that one. Uh, let's look at uh, Ford Jackson on Instagram. Uh, he wanted me to look at some of the cruise lines because. Last week, the earnings from uh, the airlines were really, really good. Record, uh, record pro- uh, revenues. So RCLH, um, they report on November 3rd, which is, I think, next week. Um, 4404 on October 12th was the cross-up. You've got an RSI right now at 61. Uh, I don't know that I'd necessarily say Oh my God, you've got to get into this one. It does have confirmation on the, the algorithm. It's above that nine day. Uh, it's moved from 44 to 48. So it's got its 10%. Um, you know, the, the cruise lines are, are, are funky because yes, they are at, they are full. Um, and and there's, you can't get on a cruise line without paying full price. In fact, remember, I got a free cruise uh, on Virgin. They ain't giving me a free cruise anytime soon. So another cruise line, uh, NCLH, which is Norwegian. Um, you can see this one's moved up from 12 to 14. Uh, it's got the same thing, but you've got a gap down here at the 13, uh, 1328 to about 1377. Their earnings are coming up November 4th. Uh, that MACD, super strong, but the RSI is at 63. I probably wouldn't get into this one. If it were me, and I know Jackson plays uh, plays uh, some of the options off of my tips. This one to me, it's it's crazy because Norwegian did a bunch of um, uh, they issued shares when they were selling during the pandemic and they needed money, and it was one of these meme stocks. They basically issued shares, so the dilution was enormous. Um, Let's see, their PE, price to earnings, they're not making money. Their forward PE is 11 when they start turning a profit. Year-to-day is down 28%. You are 44% above your 52-week low, which was 1031. You're uh, 49% below your 52-week high, which was 29. You're right in the middle. They're going to have to report some crazy good earnings or crazy good things. Uh, The other thing you have 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 to know my parents won't take a cruise. They went on a cruise. Everybody got COVID. They ain't going on a cruise. And that's the cruising generation, 70s and 80s. You know, there's a lot of uh, people who are taking free cruises right now because uh, they got, over the pandemic, canceled. So you're still playing catch up. That's why they're not making money. Uh, let's look at, I, I want to look at where the volume shelf is because we have the volume shelf all the way back here to April 6th which was the high where it was trading in the 24 range. And you can clearly see there is a volume shelf right here at about 11. Um, It's 
building a volume shelf up here at about 13 is where the support is. Um, that 14.24 is kind of building that support level. But I mean, you know, right now it's a red candle. Uh, if I pull this in closer here um, to see where we are right before earnings, the support level really is about 13.20 or so. VWAP's right at about that range too. So um, there is a support at 14.37. It's trading at 14.92. Uh, my guess is you'd be better off putting in, you know, buying a put post earnings and just just gambling on it. Because right now that RSI is at 64. That MACD is super, super strong. They're going to have to come out with something. They're right in the middle of their 52-week their range. So if you want to gamble, eh, maybe you do that one. Um, Foot Locker. This is interesting. And I'm going to kind of go over this one. Uh, and it's not one that I would say, oh my God, this is a must buy. This is a business that is not good. Let's look at Finviz. Uh, they, their PE is six, so they are making money. Their dividend is 5%, which is a great dividend. They're down right about the same amount as the S&P, down uh, 27%. They're 32% above their 52-week high, which was 23. They're 45% below their 52-week high of, uh, or I think I got that backwards. Their 52-week high was 57. They're 45% below that. It's at 31.51. Now, here's what's interesting about this one. Um, and I'm going to bring this up. I don't think you can see this. Um, let me go into um, OBS. And I will move this over so you can see this. Okay, now you can see it. Over here on the right, these are all insider sales. And these are VESA Equity Investments. Um, they sold a ton, a ton of insider sales. Um, it's an interesting one because uh, they also, do, 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 uh, there's been a bunch of insider buys uh, as what? Well, it's insider sales. It's insider. This is, look at that. 77,000, 5 million, you have nothing. You have nothing but awards. And then all of a sudden, VESA equity starts selling. And it's in a slide. Now, it had that MACD cross up. Their earnings are coming up November 17th. If you wanted to buy puts in this one, uh, I think that might be an interesting one. Now, when we go and we look at Foot Locker, um, you can go on uh, all the way down here if you don't have a, a, a Trend Spider. You can go and look at uh, Finviz, and you can see that they have a bunch of insider sales, 10% owner. Uh, they're selling out of their position in Foot Locker, right? Vesa Equity. So it's an interesting one. Uh, that just came up on an insider uh, link. D-Man wanted me to look at VVV, Valvoline. Yes, it's an energy. PE is 11. Uh, it's got a 1.82% dividend. Um, it is 13% above its 52-week uh, low, 27% below its 52-week high. It's trading at 27. Um, Year-to-date, it's down 26%. Uh, is this energy? Yeah, it's energy. So this is an energy stock that year-to-date is down 26%. Meanwhile, you guys saw in that spider, um, energy. Year to date, 
up 56%, and this one is down uh, 26%. How is that possible? Let's go and look at the chart to see if this is. So first off, I would tell you that's a dangerous trend that I don't know that you necessarily want to get into. So Valvoline's a little bit sketchy in my mind. They do have earnings coming out on November 7th. Um, they had a MACD cross up here at 2592. You're trading at 2794 right now. The RSI is a little bit high at 64. I don't know that I'd necessarily look into this one at buying, but what is interesting about it is uh, it is clearly going to use that that 50 day um, as a a kind of resistance level, if you will. See, it's how it's crossed there every now and then. Uh, this one it got up back in June. It got above the the 200 day. And then back here in August, it got above the 200-day. But that's extreme resistance. I think right now that 50-day is going to be providing at resistance level. Um, and that's right where it's trading. So I would say don't get into this one. There are a lot of other great, great companies to buy in the energy sector. I will tell you CVX is one of them. Well, I, well I've got my list of energy names. Um, but CVX has a 3% dividend. It got the same PE at 11. Uh, it's only 4% below its 52-week high. Um, year to date, it's up 47%. So I don't think Valvoline is probably not one that you want to get into. Another one that um, I got asked about is SPXU um, from Eric on Instagram. And this is one, he said he's getting killed. I would say, yeah, see, and this is, a, this is an ultra pro short. So you're getting killed because the market's basically going up. Uh, well, you had this MACD cross up here at 21. Um, it's now at 18. You had a MACD cross down here with an 11% loss on October 18th. Right now, the MACD is just free fall. Uh, the RSI is at 38. So it's still got room to go down. It's, I wouldn't get you into this one because you, you don't want to time it. The 200 day is at 1807. It's trading at 1858 right now. If we go to the daily on SPXU again, remember this is a triple levered ETF. So the move in this one is usually fairly extreme. Um, the MACD is clearly down on the daily. Most likely, I'm thinking it's going to use this 200 day as a um, support level. And that's at 16 right now. Uh, there's a gap down here between 1549 and 16. I would say that 1685, 1678. In between 1650 and 17, I think that's where you're going to find some support. Um, let's bring this volume shelf here. Let's bring it back to recent highs in June. Uh, you really don't have, I, I would say the only support level from a volume standpoint here is 1691. If you pass that 1691 uh, and we close below that, you're way down here at 15, which is covering that gap. So I would say if today, you close below 1795. Um, I, I, well, let's make it nice. If you close below 18 today, get ready for it to go to 15. Does it mean you're not you're going uh, you know not going back up to 30? No. Um, it just means in the short term. Uh, remember, this is part of what I always tell people: uh, get out and identify when you get out. When you get in, you have to identify. You know what? If I lose five percent, I'm going to get out of it. I lose 10%, I'm going to get out of it. Identify that before you get in. That makes it a lot less 
psychologically damaging to, I'm just going to hold on. And I say that full well freaking knowing I don't do that myself. So I, I'm, I'm in there with you guys as well. Um, GM and Ford report this week. It, they're not my favorite companies, but these are companies that provide you a fairly good um, pop when you, you do get that pop. You can see right here, GM, 3263, October 13th. Uh, it's moved up. It's trading at 3563 right now. It is touching that 200-day. That 200-day is going to provide it some, some resistance. If you close above the 200-day, um, I'm going to move in so I can tell you exactly where that 200-day is, uh, 35.79. So if you close uh, today above 35.79, I think that earnings probably look fairly good. Uh, you've got a 36 to $37 uh, gap here. Um, this one, the algorithm loses you 11% versus buying and holding only loses you 3%. Your average win is 8%. You only win 31% of the time, but you can clearly see that this, this one is one where you're probably going to win. The RSI is at 62, so it's a little bit high, but their earnings are coming up, uh, it looks like tomorrow in the morning uh, before. And then Ford is after that. I think Ford is when, Wednesday in the morning, uh, October 26th. So yeah, it's Wednesday in the morning. Uh, this kind of follows the same thing. You've got this gap here. Um, all the way down between 11 and 12 that's been filled. This one, it's 200 day is at 1334. So I think you could see that this one move um, around earnings at that time to that 200 day. Uh, you've got a gap up here, which is starting to be filled between 1249 and 1273. You've got another gap up above the 200 between 1425 and 1471. Now, the volume shelf that you see, there's a clear support volume level here at 1233. So you do have danger buying here at 1252 that, hey, there's not a lot of volume support to drag this up. You do have a bunch of people who are still holding this at the 15 level. Um, and, and by the way, this volume shelf is only August 22nd. So you've got a bunch of people who are holding this up at 15 versus all the people who have bought down here. All the people who have bought down here, it's a pretty good support level for this. So uh, the algorithm makes you 52%. Buying and holding makes you 52%. Uh, in 28 positions, you win 30% of the time. Your average win is 20%. Yeah, probably good enough to think that you're going up to 13 at some point. And you only have to make $1.20 to, to get your 10% out of this one. I would play this one over Ford, over uh, GM. I'm not a huge GM fan. Uh, so um, Cleveland Cliffs. I haven't talked about this one in a while. Uh, it's been a fairly, fairly good mover. I mean, it, it hasn't lost you. Uh, the, the entry on the algorithm is 1374. I know I brought that up on September 28th. I know for a fact I brought that one up on September 28th. Um, they report earnings tomorrow. I think it's before uh, pre-market. Yeah, tomorrow pre-market. Um, it's moved. The RSI is at 59. It's at 60. They probably will not bounce. I would say if I were in this one prior to earnings, I'd probably take my 10%, 1374. Um, you're at 16. I'd probably sell out at 16. You've got a, a volume shelf here at about 1545. I think it's going to use this 200 day for anything at 1688. 
I wouldn't get into it prior to earnings. I just don't think it's worth the risk. Uh, the algorithm makes you 122% on this one. You had 25 positions. You win 52% of the time. Your average win is 15%. The algorithm works really good on this one. This one moves a lot. Uh, now, mind you, prior to the pandemic, prior to COVID, this was a $7 stock. Let me move it back so we can see. I'm on a, um, let me go to a monthly or I'll go to a weekly. Weekly will show me the pandemic. Prior to the pandemic, you were trading at seven. So you were half. You can clearly see on the weekly that it's using that 200 day as support level around 13. But if I'm buying this at 16, do I, do I care about the support level at 13? No. If I'm buying this at 16, I'm putting in a uh, stop loss at about 14. Um, just because I don't want to lose that much on this one. I can always buy it. You know, it's got a lot more, a lot more movement down than it does up. You can clearly see, but it's made some really good money in the past earnings. Um, you can see here where it was trading at around uh, $20, $2.33 per share. Then it went to 178 It went up uh, and then it got 171 It got caught up in the currency issues. Um, you know, then you got some problems with steel and whatever. Uh, but this is a good one. Uh, I really like this one. Microsoft was a big mover early on. Let's see where Microsoft is now. Let's. Uh, it was a bit one of the biggest movers in the Dow prior to the uh, the open. Let's see if it opened up and and took down. Yeah, you can see micro. This is a one minute chart. Kind of got taken down on the open to about two forty one. It's trading at two forty four. This is one that you want to buy and hold. Um, I I don't consider this one a trade. I consider this one a buy and hold. You got two thirty six was your buy in on the algorithm. Um, it still has not filled this gap down here between 230 and 234 but here at 244 if you want to enter in a long position I, i'd wait for 240 but i do like this one uh, i own a significant amount of this one just full disclosure boeing i do not own boeing but they announced that um uh people who are killed in the max uh 737 max crash can hold boeing responsible and not take the uh, the payout that was offered. They have uh, earnings coming up uh, October 25th, and it's usually, yeah, it's pre-market. So pre-market October 26th. Um, this one had a buy-in here at 129.40. You're at 141. So it's been a great move. This one, uh, the algorithm makes you 10%. Buying and holding loses you 12%. Your average win is 11%. You win 31% of the time. Not as good as Cleveland Cliffs. Uh, but this one, as soon as they start making money, and it is a good company, it's just run poorly. It's been run poorly for, since the, the 737s really started crashing. And if you want to watch a great Netflix documentary, watch it on this one. Uh, just type in Boeing on, uh, on Netflix and you'll see it. It's a shitty company, shitty management. Um, I would not buy and hold this one uh, unless you believe that, hey, um, you know, they've fixed things. I just, you know, I, I hate what they've done uh, in telling pilots that it was their fault when they knew it wasn't their fault. So uh, let's look at some energy ones. Venom uh, or Viper. I always call it Venom. Viper, still positive, still have confirmation, still a 9% dividend. They have earnings coming up November 7th. Um, ConocoPhillips, COP probably still has confirmation on their move as well. 
Uh, energy is just a killer. 106 was the buy-in. You're trading at 126 right now. Great, great move. Um, Devon Energy, I think they just passed their ex-dividend date. I think I just got their ex-dividend date. Um, their ex-dividend date was September. Their earnings are coming up on November 1st. Still has confirmation. I'm not selling out of this one at 75. Um, Occidental, Warren Buffett. Let's see if he's continuing to buy. Um, uh, oh, that's seasonality. I didn't want seasonality. I want the insider buys. Um, October 3rd, there was an award. September 28th was Warren Buffett's last purchase. Um, they've purchased, you know, a ton. You can see Berkshire Hathaway. Probably can't see that because I didn't expand it. Uh, you do have a gap down here between 61 and 62. 71 still has confirmation. Um, XOM, uh, Exxon, we talked about this one. 52-week high at 107. Still got confirmation. CVX, I think this one was pulling back a little bit today. Uh, this is Chevron. Uh, looks like it's recovered. 173, I said anything under 160, buy this one. Uh, this one, the buy-in was at 148. They have earnings coming up. Great, great buy. Fang, which has like a 9% dividend, just like um, Viper does. Um, you know, this one has all the confirmation in their world from 119. You can clearly see on all of these, though, they're completely overbought. But energy is just being affected by that supply demand. There is more demand than there is supply. And when China opens back up, that's going to even drive the prices higher. Uh, right now, governments are holding this one down. PXD, Pioneer Natural Resources. Great dividend. Earnings are coming up on October 27th. This has all the confirmation in the world, but the RSI is at 71. It's crazy how high this one is. And you've got this gap down here between 225 and 217. I probably wouldn't buy this one just thinking that that gap is going to get covered. But right now, this gap right here between, oh, 250, it's already been covered. It's already been covered. So, um, scans. Let's go over scans. Uh, and ARC got a scan up and it's already 2% down in the, in the market. But ARC G, 3112 is the cross up. Eh, I don't know if I'd buy it. You know, rising rates, probably an issue, but okay, sorry. Dogs were crying. Had to pause that one. Another scan that crossed up Etsy. I'm not sure if I'm crazy about this one. Um, I own it. It's a hundred dollars. It's trading at 97, 192, uh, $100.92 was the cross up. Um, their earnings are coming out November 2nd. I'm not crazy about this one. I probably shouldn't own this one. This is one where I should have gotten rid of it, but you can clearly see how the 200 day, you know, the death cross is probably going to happen at some point here, but you got all kinds of gaps here. That 200 day is probably going to su supply some support. Um, but down here at 70, I think that's probably where it's going again. I don't know that I'd necessarily buy into this one. It just had a cross up. If you like Etsy, buy Etsy. One that is a crazy cross up is Eli Lilly. And it's a, uh, a secondary cross up because the initial buy came here September 23rd at 311. Um, and that 311... Uh, you've got some gaps here between 313 and 316. You're at 348 right now. It's at a 52-week high, I believe. Let me just look at Eli Lilly. Uh, there we go. LLY is the symbol. Your PE is 54. 
Um, your dividend is 1.15. Year to date, it's up 23%. Um, your 52 week high is 342. And you're trading at 348. It's a secondary cross up. It's still got crazy good um, running, but uh, another secondary cross up in the energy space is Marathon. MRO is the symbol, Marathon Oil Company. Uh, 22 was the cross up here on September 30th, 2282. You have a gap up between 22 and 24. Um, that gap up between 22 and 23, it hasn't been covered, but you still have crazy confirmation. Their earnings are coming out November 2nd. Um, this one, by the way, the algorithm makes you 215% over 1,000 candles. Just FYI, buying and holding this one over 1,000 candles makes you 600%. Your average win on the algorithm is 26%. Again, 215%. Is not crazy to think, oh my God, I made that amount of money. But thinking that you made 600% by just buying and holding, I continue to say it. On certain stocks, buying and holding will make you far more money than trading. Uh, and energy has been one of those. That's why I don't get in and out a lot during these uh, crazy swings in energy. I just kind of buy and hold. Uh, in fact, you know, I'll show you Devin. Devin's a great example. I say, Buy under 60, sell over 60. I haven't sold it. I bought it way back here um, in July at about 53, I think was my average purchase price. I just started adding to it. Um, now, when it got over, I should have actually sold. It got up here to 75 before. This is where the resistance level happens at about 75. Um, and, and I should have sold it because it came all the way back down here to about 57. So I should have sold it up here. Could have rebought it back here, down here. But you can't time these things. You just don't know. And again, energy is one of those things that's in a um, uh, supply-demand issue. So not only MRO uh, has a cross-up, but Viper has a cross-up. We talked about this one a little earlier. Secondary cross-up. The RSI is just too high, though. Uh, at right now, November 7th, you've got all the, is their earnings, but you've got all the confirmation in the world. So I do think that you have an opportunity today. I, I will start those spider ETFs and looking at those a little bit uh, in the coming days, the coming months. I just got to get unlazy. Um, but right now you've got the ARCs way down. Let's see. We are, um, you're down by 1% on the NASDAQ. You're up. You're kind of flat. I'm probably down. Apple's down. The ARCs are down. Google's down. Uh, Microsoft is up 243. Um, let me go to Active Trader Pro and let's look at TQ. TQQQ, I continue to say when it's under 20, just buy it. See, it's, it's trending that way right now. Your, your actual, uh, purchase should be SQQQ right now. If you're day trading this one, because look at all of this, uh, confirmation on the downside right here. Now you've started to come back in this one minute candle. Um, that nine day, the VWAP's up here at $20.56. Uh, $20 SQQQ will have all the confirmation in the world, though. Wait till you see these candles. Um, yeah, look at the volume. The, the actual Bollinger Bands are syncing up. Uh, they're, they're expanding. You can clearly see that they were right here. They were expanding uh, wherever. And, you know, bought 54 at the open. You're up at 55 right now. Not a huge move. 
but you know you don't have a ton of moves right now uh, in in the market. So hit me up on the socials. Um, yeah, cruise lines. Hey Jackson, Jackson's on a YouTube live. Um, so yeah, cruise lines. You know, Jackson's a little bit more uh, of a options trader, and he's a little more advanced than I think most folks. Uh, I am not the gambler that Jackson is, but um, the cruise lines. I continue to think that that you know, um, Carnival Cruise Lines. They had their earnings. They lost fifty eight percent, fifty eight cents per share. Look at that move down, and now you've got it semi recovering. You got this gap up here about eight fifty four or so. But you've got Royal Caribbean, um, uh, RCL is Royal Caribbean, um, and you've got this one. It didn't get affected too much. I mean, it went from forty four down to what looks like forty four seventy seven down to forty four. Uh, you know, let's see RCL. <clears throat> let's look at RCL on Finviz. They're not making money. They're down thirty six percent year to date. Yeah. They've got a kind of a wedge forming here between 50 and 40. I think that's your trading range, but my guess is after earnings probably going down towards 40. That would just be my 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 assumption. So I I think Jackson will probably play uh some options on this one. I personally will not play this one. Um I do think that we've got more downside than upside. You look at the negativity in the market. And I think we've got more downside than so far. Earnings have been a shocking um, positive in the market. I'm I'm crazy, crazy nervous that the earnings are this good. You've got Apple coming up with earnings. Where are they? I think next week or the week after. Uh, no, it's this week, October 27th. So you've got the tech earnings this week. This is going to be huge. And and are the reports of Apple actually slowing down? some of their production on the iPhone 14. They won't release actual iPhone sales, but you can tell by the revenues and stuff, um, you know, how, how they're doing on that. You got gaps, all kinds of upwards on this one. I, I think you're probably at some point will dip back down to the 130s, um, but the 141 was your buy-in, you're at 146. And this is a stock that, again, in my opinion, you don't get burned. You absolutely do not get burned on this one. Look at the seasonality, by the way. We're going to go back to, um, let's go back to 1981. And look at the monthly. This is 42 years of Apple. 71% in October. It's your best month. So, you know, let's look at what it was October 1st. October 1st, it was trading. Do, 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 do. Uh, it's high October 1st. It was 142. If you're trading Apple, I'd put in a stop loss at 142 and buy it at 146. You know, 71% of the time you're up. So you, you should be at above 142. Um, if you wanted to buy it later, buy it at 142 when it's down at some point when the market takes it down. But this is one you just buy and hold. So again, I think there's trading opportunities out there for you guys. My idea. The, the, the goal of this podcast is to give you guys ideas. Uh, and sometimes I win, sometimes I lose. There's some really good ones. Um, let's look at Active Trader Pro, by the way, because I think it was Zephan said Boyle is up. 
Uh, is it up today 10%? Is today the day we move on Boyle? Wow, it is up. It's up 7% today. Uh, today, oh, those Bollinger Bands. Look at those Bollinger Bands. And you've got a volume shelf above here. Um, do you have confirmation you don't? Mm, kind of got that red candle hitting right about that. That uh, You know what? Rather than continue this on the podcast, I'm going to continue this on YouTube Live. Um, we are at uh, one hour ago. It is at 55 minutes. So I think it's like it's probably going to be about 55 minutes plus 20. Um, you can look on YouTube Live. But I'm going to continue that uh, down below. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. Thank you guys for reviewing the podcast. Thank you guys for everything. Uh, if you have any, uh, any questions, hit me up on the socials. And remember, tip your bartender with all these tips. Take care. See you guys tomorrow.